1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward and as you can see, I am still down here. have not traveled back from South Florida yet, but Josh Myers had promised he would make a decision on the 12th and he has. That's Spencer Holbrook uh, joining me to break down what this decision means for Ohio State at center. uh, As Josh Myers leaves a, a year of eligibility on the table to head to the NFL draft in a move that Spencer is not a big surprise.
0: No, not at all. And I think uh, this is a move that Ohio State had to be preparing for because when you get a guy who's a leader of the offensive line, two-time uh, Big Ten honors, Remington finalists, like everything was was there for him to go take the next step. And I think he's probably probably making the right decision if we're being honest here.
1: Yeah, I think you know his stock probably is not going to get any higher. Um, you wonder sometimes with these guys how uh, a loss will sit with them when they, the, the national championship is the ultimate goal, as we've talked about a number of times. And the fact that Josh Myers won't, will leave Ohio State without one, you know, sometimes you think those games will tip the scale. Um, you know, Sean Wade had talked about that last year. Uh, obviously, other guys uh, throughout their career have used that unfinished business mentality to come back and, uh, you know, make another push for it. Um, but clearly, as Josh Myers said last week, his mind had already been made up. So what happened on Monday night wasn't going to change it.
0: No, and, and they could have won, lost, uh, not even played. And I think this still would have been the, the decision. Um, he's a center, and you only have such a high ceiling on your draft stock at center. I think his, his is about as high as it can possibly go right now. You know, there's only one or two centers that are taken every year in the NFL draft, if that. And so for him to be have a second-round grade or a, almost a first-round grade – he's not going anywhere and it can only go down you can only risk injury from here. He's done just about everything he can at Ohio state other than win the Remington and win a national title two huge goals. But obviously those are things that don't come easily. And I think other than that, he's done everything he needs to do. So um, it, it probably hurts Ohio state to see him go because he's such a good dynamic player on that offensive line. But uh, like, like I just keep saying, it was the right decision. I think Ohio state's ready to move on. It's a,
1: an interesting decision. and, in, in- in this way, Spencer, that he deserved to go, earned the right to go, needs to go, uh, and it's also a massive loss for Ohio State because he is one of the most vocal leaders on the team. He's the, he, he touches the football in every offensive snap. As you said, he was a Remington Trophy finalist, is one of the best uh, centers in America. So that's a big loss that you could have this guy for one more year. The flip side of that is that Ohio State has recruited at the center position really better than any program in the country. They've had plans that they've executed multiple times with getting guys experience at guard, moving them to center. You know, Sometimes you forget even Matthew Jones was the top-rated center in the country when he came out of high school. He's never played a, a snap of that for Ohio State yet, but he could. Uh, you have Harry Miller, who got you know six, seven games of experience at guard. He's long been tabbed as the next guy, a former five-star recruit, who could who could take over that role. Uh, and Luke Whipler, another four-star, another top 100 center uh, waiting in the wings, you know, he'll compete for that job, too. So Ohio State is losing one of the most valuable members of his th- of the team, someone who got them to the brink of a national title, who led the fight to get the season reinstated in the first place. And yet, it's it doesn't seem like it's quite as a big of a deal for these Buckeyes as it might be for another program.
0: Yeah, and you touched on it. all the recruiting that they've done with these guys, with Matt Jones and Harry Miller and Luke Whipple, and and even like guys who could play guard if some, one of those guys has to move to center. Like it, it's all moving pieces on that offensive line. But for the Buckeyes to have the depth to be able to withstand what we think is going to be withstanding and not really falling off in production on this offensive line is pretty remarkable, honestly. Greg Stadrava has built this room up to be able to outlast a guy like Josh Myers. And, and when he and a guy like Wyatt Davis, you know, expectedly move on, then, then you're going to be in good hands still. And I think that's a real testament to what Greg Stadrava has been able to build and what Ryan Day pledged to build when he took the job over from Urban Meyer.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, and Josh Myers provided some of that stability where Ohio State was replacing its center year after year after year you know, Billy Price, offline, Michael Jordan, and those guys played at pretty good, good levels. You know there were some snapping issues with Michael Jordan, but, um, and that wasn't maybe the the best fit for him. Um, but they got two years to really get this settled and load things back up for the future. And we're talking about those three guys with Jones, you know, Harry Miller and Luke Whipple, are all with several you know years of uh, eligibility left. That position is in a solid solid state to move forward and still be very productive at a high level for the Buckeyes. And Josh Myers deserves a lot of credit for that. He does for a lot of things that I already mentioned with his leadership and his play on the field. But, you know, that's that's another part of this where he could make that decision. And you said it's it's exactly right. It's the right one for him. Uh, It's the best one to move to the next level, but he doesn't need to feel bad about it. You know, he might kick himself that he didn't win a national title, but he's he's set up other guys for success behind him with Wyatt Davis likely, you know, moving on as well. You know, that's, that's key because there's going to be a lot of moving parts on that interior of the offensive line.
0: Well, and I just keep thinking back to when Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers would talk to the media about some of these younger guys. They would always bring up, you know, that's my younger brother. That's the guy I've mentored. I've personally taken him under my wing. You know, they want to leave this thing in as good a shape as possible in that offensive line room. And I think that's the key to sustaining what they've been able to build in that room is to have guys who not only want to play and get to the NFL, but to also leave it in a better place than when they found it. I think Josh Myers has done that. I think for him to be able to, to teach Luke Whipler this year and, and you saw them working together with with some snapping stuff in pregame every game you saw uh, you know him working with Matthew Jones being able to, to feed off of Wyatt Davis and those guys teach Nicholas Petit Frere really what's going on with the offensive line and, and to build him up and make him what he was this year Everything, like I said, is moving parts on this offensive line. And I think Josh Myers has taken enough guys under his wing to where when that team steps on the field in September, you're not going to notice he's not there. And I think that's the biggest testament to what Josh Myers was for the offensive line is if next year you don't notice that he's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, look, this is going to be a big spring when we talk about Matthew Jones and Harry Miller, um, you know, we assume that that's still, they're still going to get 15 practices. Uh, maybe that's a dangerous assumption given the way everything has gone in college football for the last year. But if this thing gets back to where there's a, a full normal year of development where, you know, it doesn't seem like anything's going back to shutting down, you know, quarantines for practice and Ohio state dealt with this all of last season. You'd think they'd be able to get through March and April, but, you know, off season workouts, spring practice, how critical those are uh, for development because you, if you're going to have a new starter, you don't want them to have to deal with like Josh Myers was a huge benefit. He didn't need a spring practice last year. He didn't need a normal training camp, but if you know, Harry Miller when he had to go in in the Michigan state game on short notice, he wasn't ready to be a center. There's it's so complicated to play that position mentally and physically um, you know, and, and he has the tools to do that, but you need, you need a lot of time. You need a lot of reps. You need a lot of snaps with whatever the quarterback is, both that battery is, the whole battery is going to be changed. With, we, with Justin Fields likely moving on as well. So, um, you know, those three guys, that's going to be kind of a, a really intriguing position to watch. It doesn't always get the most attention. Um, you know, it's not a skill player. You know, you certainly notice it if the snaps go awry. Um, but, you know, they, they need that time. Harry Miller needs that time. Luke Whipler didn't. He only got three practices last March before they shut that down. Not ideal. But if you get back on a, a normal schedule here um, – that's a big. See, I told you, I'm still out here. That's this is actually a real backdrop. It's not not a fake Zoom green screen. <laughs> um, you know, that's the spring is going to be huge for for one of those three guys to take the lead.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to be huge for that entire interior because the interior has been what Ohio State relies on for the last two, three, four years. Like when you think of the Ohio State offensive line, the tackles are there. They're always they're always good. It's Ohio State. You're going to have good tackles. But that interior, and it starts with the center. You know two Remington trophy winners coming out of that, the Woody Hayes Athletic Center in the last five years or yeah. six years, maybe now that is what Irvin Meyer used to call it the apex of the offense. And, and there's a reason behind that nickname. There's a reason that he called it that it's so important. One of those guys has to take the reins and, and you don't know who it's going to be, but you also aren't that worried. And I think that's one of the, the, the weirdest things about what this offseason is going to be. You know, there's guys there. You right. just don't know exactly who, which option is going to be option 1A, 1B, and 1C for the Buckeyes. And I think that can be said about a lot of positions, but center is where it all starts.
1: Yeah, standard obviously couldn't be any higher for Ohio State. Josh Myers probably be uh, top two-round draft pick. We'll see exactly how that works out for him as he heads on to the NFL draft, makes that decision uh, uh, as promised the day after the national title game after the Buckeyes came up short. Intriguing offseason has officially started for Ohio State. Uh, the first major domino to fall with Josh Myers heading to the NFL draft. He is Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward getting set to head back to the great state of Ohio. Uh, stay with us for full coverage of Ohio state at letterman
0: With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere.